Welcome back to another episode of Dazed and Disturbed, a show that brings you all the horrible things of the universe and the thing that makes you go, hmm, that's a little odd. I am so excited to say thank you for joining us for the last episode of the year 2021. And what a fucking weird year it's been. And uh, I, I, I had fun. There's a lot of cool things that came out. Freaking the matrix has just come out the, the fourth matrix movie. That was, that was pretty sick. Uh, uh, the Xbox, everyone's still, everyone's still scalping on eBay. Uh, yeah, what, what has been the best thing that's happened to you in 2021? Did you guys get married? Did you guys have kids? Did anybody, I don't know, actually see the tooth fairy for once in the, for once in the existence of humanity? I'd like to keep keep going on with this, but I want to introduce a very special person that I am actually super happy that he's on this show. Super proud that he's got he's accomplished a lot in what was it this year that you've accomplished or was it last year? 2021, I would say. Yeah, right. So this guy, this guy is how would you describe your how do you describe your year? If I were to describe my year in one word, it would be legendary. Let's, fuck, I like this guy. I love this guy. He's, he's, he's honest. He's on, he's on this. My guest today is youngster motherfucking Joseph, man. The king, the, the king of positivity, the Messiah of positivity. Cause you, you, you listen to this guy on Twitch. He can start a cult and people will be like, fuck yeah, I join him any day. <laughs> he's, he's giving me the thumbs up. He's like, yeah, learning yeah. and earning. There he is. And he's a master at rhymes. And he's the he's a he's the only guy that I've known. I mean, there are plenty of people who like hip hop, but this guy has introduced me a little more to some underground artists, some smaller artists that I've never even heard of. And he recently had a event called Well, here, I'll have the I'll have the man himself introduce it. What did we what did we put our promo on and what did we all experience Thursday? Friday last week, we actually had a music dance art showcase on Twitch. Goes by the name of Joe Chella. It actually was a joke, but we take the joke very far. And I was allowed to show that Twitch has got talent. Yeah, dude. It. I have never experienced anything like it. I didn't think that was a thing until you know your mastercraft came up with it, and I was I, don't know, I was blown away. I was like, that's so cool. I I I can't wait for the next. What was it, JoeCon? <laughs> you bet. So other than that, we do have maybe every few months, we have an experience, a virtual convention called JoeCon. And you know who the main, the main star is. You know who everyone wants them to sign their comics in blood with. It's Joe, Joe, Joe. He's, what, do I call you Joseph or Joe? How, or Youngster's better? Anything goes at the Youngster show. You can call me Young Jay, Joseph, JoJo. I'm down with anything. Do you see this kind of like fly smooth say he there's he can rhyme with all of it. I, and that's why I really wanted to want him to be on this episode, because as we talked about in the previous episode, we did an ep, we did we did Ed Pisker's. Uh, what was it? Red Room. Yeah, we did the comic book Red Room. And I mentioned before that he's actually famous for a bunch of other comics, too. 
Like he, he mm-hmm. made the, he made the, a retelling of the first five, six, seven volumes, everything up to the uncanny X-Men. He made a retelling of it called uh, X-Men Grand Design. He also made another comic that was an Eisner award-winning comic. I didn't know. I mean, I said it last time. Yeah, but it's a New York Times bestseller. Washington Post top 10 best comic books of the year, 2013, 2014. And for those of you who don't know, an Eisner Award is the highest the highest award that a comic book can achieve, kind of like a Pulitzer Prize, but specifically for comic books. And like, uh, let's see who's won an Eisner Award. Uh, Joseph, you ever heard of Frank Miller? I've heard of it, but I do not know the specific person. Sin City. Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Oh. He, he won an Eisner. Well, Frank Miller won an Eisner Award for Sin City. Neil Gaiman has won an Eisner Award for Sandman. And just this year, across the pond, somebody by the name of Junji Ito. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yes. He just recently won an Eisner Award in 2021 for his latest manga. And that's the first time an Eisner Award has been given to a manga. So that's that was that's a high honor for, I don't know, any anybody who's a huge, huge manga fan. Well-deserved. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But back to this, I am excited to see. I personally have thought about this, this episode. The reason I wanted to make it was, you know, the whole new year, new me. And I I'm getting older, not that much older where I'm like, you know, decrepit and my 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 legs, my legs are all bummed and stuff. But there, there is a time where I have to just put all of my bullshit aside. Me being like, oh, I just, I love metal, rock music, punk music, anything with the guitars, anything that makes you like, oh, so aggressive and stuff like that. It's time for me to broaden my horizons. I don't want to give country a try just yet, but hip hop was definitely on my top 10 list of something I really wanted to get into. And you, as you guys heard, I'm, I mean, you, you know me, you, you, you listen to this episode, you listen to the show. I'm a huge historian fan. So I wanted to go into the history of, of, of hip hop and Ed Pisker brings it home with the first few years of how hip hop started. Do you know anything about how the start of hip hop before reading this comic? Cause I, I, I was like, Joe, you, you gotta read this. You gotta read this. It's so fucking good. You gotta read this. Did you know anything before you went into this comic comic book, anything about the history or the pioneers of who, what, what, what made hip hop, what it is uh, before back then now? Way back when as a youngster, youngster, I would actually do a deep dive of hip hop history. So I did spend some time looking into the beginnings of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily enough through this conversation, I'm able to level up and learn about the hip hop station. Yeah, dude, level up. Ah, I don't want to steal it from you, but it's fucking good, man. It's fucking good. Uh, did you, reading through the comic book, did you understand or did you know any of these guys' names? Like any of the names that are mentioned in the, oh, you did? A little bit. Like off the top, I knew about African Bombada, more specifically Ooh. the peace, love, um, unity type of movement, the positivity. So also the Sugar Hill Gang. So that's what I know about the beginnings, the humble beginnings. Oh, wow. So you you know the actual, like the pioneers and 
the, the pioneers like DJ Hollywood and uh, let's see, gang, Grandmaster. Oh, you don't know about Grandmaster Flash, did you? Not as much, but on a surface level. But for sure, this was a great way to condense it and also showcase hip hop's humble beginning to a, a wide audience. Yeah, man. It, it's so what hip hop, the, the comic book that we're reading is hit called Hip Hop Family Tree. And it's supposed to be an educational historical comic book that, you know, just goes through what it was. supposed. There's five volumes and I think it goes up to the 90s. So all the way from back from with Grandmaster Flash and the and the and the fabulous five, all the way up to like what like Beastie Boys, Wu Tang Clan, uh, uh, NWA, and that's where my understanding of hip hop comes from. Like I I only heard of these these guys because I, I grew up once upon a time in in uh, I don't know if I'm gonna dox myself, but I once upon a time grew up in Hayward where oh. my my cousins would love listening to hip hop and like R and B and stuff like that. So, but I was kind of like, ah, man, this is kind of weak. There's, where's the, where's like the, where's the fire, but no, it, it has something smooth, something soothing and smooth and cultural is the right word. I don't know if I'm using the right word. What do you describe hip hop as? I would say hip hop short story or long story short whatever you may say, it has evolved, like for sure, seeing so many levels to it and really cool to see where it's come from year one all the way to its current present state. Hmm. That's the long version of it or the short version? Uh, maybe the shorter version. Yeah, so many levels to it. So uh, maybe we'll take this uh, conversation and elevate and see where uh, hip hop goes. And before we get into it, I, I just... I want to know a little bit about you because I'm I'm excited to introduce my audience to you. What inspired you to get into hip-hop? Or did anyone inspire you? Similar backstory. So my cousins actually put me on some hip-hop and another fond memory that I have really getting into the music genre and category was my time as a youngster, youngster at the local college radio station, shout out to 90.5 KSJS. They actually got me inspired to really um, take a deep dive and embrace um, the hip hop beginnings. So some artists that I listened to were MF Doom, Nas, the Wu-Tang Clan, whether it be the West Coast, East Coast, there was so much awesome hip hop content worldwide. If if I'm going to put you on the spot, I'm going to put you in the hot seat right now. If you had to pick, I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you had to pick, which side of the United States do you prefer? Home is on, like, the, the hardest. Okay. Okay. Oh, go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. So you're saying, where do you live? Uh, no, no, wait. So don't dox yourself. <laughs> don't dox yourself. But you prefer which side again? Home is where the heart is, so I do reside in the West Coast, but hey. there is some recency bias. I kind of like the East Coast style. It's a little bit braggadocious, confident, a little bit cocky, but it's really nice to see that that different type of side of a hip hop. And now educate me. There's a there's a there's a difference between West Coast and East Coast. 
I think um, maybe earlier in the days, there was a clear distinction and there was a clear difference. But now I've noticed with hip hop, which is not bad at all because of the internet, it's kind of um, been maybe the same as of recently, people taking mm -hmm. different styles from uh, whatever coast or area code. Hmm. Okay. Because now I'm listening to like, if I was to listen to like NWA versus Wu-Tang Clan, I mean... Never mind. Wu Tang Clan is, is like a gem in its own because it's 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 a unique style. But NWA versus Biggie. That's where I'm kind of thinking, like, huh, where where could I hear the distinction? I mean, I I have an untrained ear. You are the master, of, and and on this episode, I'm, I'm I'm handing you the reins. Where would I define a distinction? So you say it's more like aggressive. You say. At least More from confident. my observation, yeah, maybe it's just um, a different type of style or approach to the game. Um, I know for the West Coast style, they're known for one example would be like Long Beach City, LBC. They have like a West Coast G-Funk, lowrider mm. type of style and culture. But it's nice to see how they uh, bring it all together under one platform and art form, hip hop. So it's like kind of more laid back, you're saying. That's a good way to put it for maybe the West Coast G-Funk type of style from what I know. Okay. Oh, okay. No, okay. Now, now I understand what you're saying. I get it now. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Let's let's get into, into, this, uh, into this comic because there's a lot to talk about. And I also want to keep, keep, this, keep this thing rolling. Mm -hmm. I forgot to set a timer. Whoops. Oh, well, oh, we'll no figure worries. it out later. And, <laughs> we'll figure it out in post. No worries. <laughs> All right. So let me go into, get into the story real quick and we're just going to glaze through it. The little, the little points, the, the things that I've noticed and maybe the things that you noticed that you either about the story or about maybe that Ed Pisker said something differently than what you learned. Is that cool with you? Sure thing. Let's do it. All right. So with the story beginning says Ed Pisker starts the story off talking about how these uh, pioneers came to be. And some of these pioneers came, came up to be by accident. Like, uh, freaking, I forgot who he was the one who discovered scratching where he's like, Oh, Hey, I didn't mean to do this, but it has a nice tone to it. I think it was grandmaster flash who, who, who I'm not going to say he was the one who, who engineered that idea, but he was the one who's like, yeah, I'm going to take us to the next level. Just start scratching the, scratching the records and, making a song out of it. And I, I, I didn't know that a lot of hip hop came from, it can come from different areas, but it mostly came from disco and jazz at the time. It was, it was the seventies, you know, and these people would bring out gigantic speakers. By, and that's a surprise me too. They bring out gigantic speakers by themselves and all of their heavy ass equipment. And they would just plug in like a gigantic extension cord to some building or maybe like a, like a CVS or whatever. And they would just play it in, in a basketball court and people would start listening to it. Like, like, uh, like street performers. They were, they were just normal street performers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's disrespectful to say, cause they, these guys are really good. Hmm. But anyways, these street performers would start put, playing the music live for everybody to hear. And then people would just kind of start trickling into basketball courts. And, you know, they started like, sitting there and kind of listening and enjoying themselves. And then they thought, you know what, let's have a party right here. And it just grew to people under, like knowing who these guys were like, Oh, Hey, my name is grandmaster flash. I'm here to play some music for you. And then he would just go for it and play or same thing with, uh, 
like DJ Hollywood. He would do the same thing, but on a bigger scale because he was a, a little, a little more known. And from my understanding that hip hop started from the seventies, is that true? I would say early or late seventies. And um, if I could add to your previous point, sure. From page 15 to 20, I kind of learned that hip hop's early stages were all about the live experience, the crowd mm -hmm. interaction, the participation, the word of mouth, the call and response. And it was really cool to see the humble beginnings where the DJ would do his thing or her thing. And then the MC would uh, accompany that sound. And it was all about having a good time and sharing some rhymes. It was, I, I learned too that Originally, it didn't start with MCs like MCs. The idea of MC came in later. I, and I always thought like, no, people would have these have like the music going and there would always be an MC with them. But it's no, no, it, it, it used to be all be instrumental. And somebody's like, you know what? I want to rhyme to this. And then they would just come up with just these. Mixture of words that ended up working for them. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at page 15 now. I'm like, yeah, no. And also on page 15 well i mean this is what ed pisker is saying but no one really knows who came up with the name hip-hop that oh. to me that to me was kind of weird like everyone there are the, the the few pioneers today they're like no i'm the one who made the name hip-hop no i'm the one who made the name hip-hop like dj hollywood claims like no i made hip-hop that's my thing because uh, the best way that that he described it was that Hip hop has this very like <sighs> rhythmic sound to it. Like mm -hmm. it, it has, it has like a bounce to it. It, it. it could have a bounce to it, but like you say, hip hop now to th these days have evolved where it doesn't really have a bounce. It can, it can be super fast or very, very, very slow. But back then mm -hmm. it used to have like a certain style where it would make the people want to jump up and dance and like, you know, hoot and holler to the to the to the to the djs and stuff like that and You're right <laughs> excuse me i gotta stop smoking this <laughs> um one thing to to note too for the art style what did you think about it before we go on go on to because that's that's something that's that inspired me to it made what's the there was a tracer beam. I was drawn to it and it was magic from there on. I don't know if that made sense to the audience. Hopefully <laughs> it made sense to you. I dig it. Thank you. Thank you. That, what do you think of the art style of the comic book? Surprising. Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, um, I did not, I wouldn't have thought that art would really capture my attention. And I didn't know that that would be maybe a way for people to learn about hip hop is through the visuals. And people forget that hip hop has four elements. Can I explain it? Sure. Go ahead, man. The first element is DJing music. The second element is MCing rapping. The third element is breaking, dancing, and obviously um, graffiti art is that fourth mm -hmm. element. So people forget about that. And I'm glad that they highlighted it. And that actually got me more interested was the visuals. What do you think of graffiti art? 
I believe it's a nice way of self-expression and, you know, why not feel the creativity and why not, you know, share and express that. And I believe graffiti is like really raw, really genuine and uncut similar to hip hop. You don't, but you're not, but you're not talking about the, the graffiti where it's just kind of like one little line being like, that's the person's name versus like someone who paints an actual beautiful mural. Like where do you draw I the believe- line at graffiti? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but um, it's cool to see people's different approaches. But yeah, you're right. I guess the type of graffiti that I was looking at or that I was um, maybe observing or visualizing was more towards the larger murals, the bigger scale um, artworks. But yeah, that's a good topic to look more into. Next episode, Youngster will be there very somewhere, somewhere in there. We're going to look, look at graffiti. And we're going to judge it. We're going to judge the first of many. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's, that's kind of interesting too, that like the dancing also became a very big highlight in the, in the story too. There were people in this, in the, like that Ed Pisker would draw that would just be like, oh, you know, kind of upside down. Like, what are they doing upside down? And then I, and then I saw the box underneath it. I'm like, got it. They're break dancing. Mm-hmm. I like that graffiti break dance. Uh, yeah. The, mu- the music side, I totally understand, but all three, to me, the, the the two elements of the MCing and the DJing are just they go hand in hand. It's it's like salt and pepper. You need to have both on, on your on your comp and your food. But the the garlic powder and the paprika that you add to the mix, it's something you don't think about, but they become synonymous with one another to make such a delicious in, delicious concoction. I I don't know. I, that's to me, thank goodness Ed Pisker was uh, highlighted those those little uh, tidbits of the comic. Shout out, yeah, dude! Shout out. <laughs> um, where was I? I, I got uh, I got distracted. Oh, and by the art style, I meant like the actual like how he drew. Like he, this comic book came out in 2013, but it has the the uh, the Ben Day dots uh, approach to it, and that's an old dead comic book method of how to draw uh characters oh so like if you look at the if you look at the comic inside of every little like uh a character you see these very small little dots and it creates shading so the more dots you add the more shading you can add to a person it was a very uh inexpensive st- inexpensive way to print out more comic books or more uh no yeah just it's, it's pretty much stuck to comic books nice so, style I, I loved the old 1970s X-Men comics and like the, the Spider-Man and Superman and all that stuff. And just to see it redrawn again in the same exact style that as if we were back in the 70s reading this comic book as if it was, if it was uh, almost telling us what the future of hip hop is going to be like. That I was like, oh, man, that's that's really cool. Good job. I am so sucking fitting. Ed Pisker's dick, dude. Wow. Hey. It was hey, good. Man, it's good. I, it, anything goes. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for agreeing with me on that. I co-signed that. <laughs> artistically, artistically. <laughs> for the culture. For the culture. Uh, did, did you ever remember... I'm, I'm, I'll get back to the comic real quick. And There's just a lot to go into because there's so many elements that, that Ed Pisker added into it. Yep. Did you like the, the, the little tidbit they added about the, um, the, the soup cans on the train? 
Great point. And yeah, big ups to, I believe he goes by the name of uh, Freddie Fab Five. Did not realize that part of hip hop and that influence in, in terms of like the art side of hip hop. And Freddie Fab Five got big. Like he, he did it as like a, you know, he was, a, he was an angsty little teen. And then he was like, you know what? I could do something better. And people just took notice. Like, yeah, this is an evolving art style to New York. Ah, that's something else. What has to be synonymous with hip hop too? I always think of big cities. I don't know why, but it just, it always comes to mind. Great point. Yeah. I feel like big cities have a certain style and also you, you associate maybe a certain style with the city or a region. So I can see that. Now, do you see when you say, when I hear the word like New York, what do you think? New York. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know the specifics or off the top, but you do see, or maybe feel a, a difference. Maybe it was from their influences or their way of life or their, uh, maybe their, um, their way of, um, approaching like that, that art style. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> and one thing I noticed too, like as I, as I was reading through this comic, did you kind of have like a, it kind of reads like either a, like a, like a mockumentary or a documentary where the narrator that you're, that you're reading from on the, the, I forgot what they're, they're, the panels are called, but they're the ones that like narrate the actual part of the story that the, the characters aren't thinking of, but the character would interact with the narrator being like, you know, uh, like, Hey, and he said this. And the guy was like, yeah, I did say this word. Hell yeah. Did I you notice did you that? that? Uh huh. I noticed that. And I like how they kind of break the fourth wall and uh, push the boundaries on that regard. That was cool. Yeah. (laughs) God damn. There we go. Now I'm, now I'm clear. Uh, that, I don't know. I, I'm going to get back into it because like I said, there's a lot to cover. We already, we were, we were only on page 15. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) so, uh, let's, if I'm going back to the story, where was I at? Uh, Right. So we talk about how the, how the MCs would bring out their, would bring out their equipment and they would just kind of have a party and then emceeing became a, like became a, a thing with DJs. So it soon goes into individual stories like uh, DJ Cool Herc and Coke LaRock where they, uh, how they got their start out in like just the, the Bronx as like normal teenagers until somebody notices them and they're like, Hey, do you guys want to play at a club? Cause your sound is very unique and different and you're going to draw in all these kids. And it happened to, it happened to them and grandmaster flash where, uh, the style started bringing in more money to these clubs and people were paying like top dollar to see these people. Like, uh, I think the only person who got really, really big off of it was DJ Hollywood and in, yep. in the seventies. Yeah. He was the one who would be like, no, I'm going to play five shows a night. And I really want to like get the crowd in because I'm getting, I'm, I'm raking in $2,000 a night. I'm like, wow, to get $2,000 a night. That's, that's in the seventies, especially you're, you're almost a millionaire. If you save every single dime from that too, and not buy anything like luxurious. And, uh, somewhere all this, like these blooming artists came that they, that, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, somewhere in the mix of this, 
Ed Pisker is also going into the history of like what the seven, the 1970s were like in, in, in New York. So how gangs would emerge from this. And they would be like, you know what? No, like I want, this club is mine. And a lot of the DJs would be like, you know what? No, you, you can, you can have the the club. That's fine. Like, you know, the club managers can't do anything. Cause they're like, Hey, we'll just kick the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. But the DJs were smart enough to be like, you know what? You're not going to hurt us because we have something that you want. You're going to be our security and we'll pay you to come in and listen to our music. And if something happens, you're going to be the ones to take care of, uh, take care of the, um, you know, uh, any fights that break out or any, any like harmful drugs that come out that, that, that in, impede the show. And a lot, and a lot of these, D, uh, a lot of these DJs started getting a lot of security too. Cause again, they're starting to make a bigger name for themselves, but it's, it's smart how these people would, uh, would hook these people in like, Oh, you, you guys are dangerous. You like our music. Why don't we work together? And the, the, the music started to explode from there where DJs are starting to get noticed by studios. And they're like, no, what? we want to make a record of this. Like you guys have your records that you play now, but we want to do something where you, we want to, pro- we want to produce something where you come out onto people's record players and people are listening to what they heard the night before. To make music that fast, I, I know that 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 styles always exist because it's just super easy to print the the sound the sound that you hear on the microphone onto a piece of wax. What do you mm-hmm. what do you think of that like that old old art style? Like, do would you if you were to make a record, would you want to do something like that, or you'd be like, no, I want to make the digital sound first, make it super clean with no 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 fuck ups, and then produce the record, or just be like, no, what the 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 fuck ups are what make the song. The, what the song sounds like. I believe there's beauty in the imperfection. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't mind kind of embracing those moments. Um, also, I wouldn't mind having my own like record label or vinyl. I love the tangible things. I love getting the vinyl out of the sheet, playing it, sharing it, listening in. Um, I also wanted to mention along those lines, um, shout out to page 25, Bobby Robinson he literally opened up the record shop, found a need for the musical instrumentals, the records, the beat breaks, and was able to supply some more tunes for these artists and performers that wanted to recreate that sound. I found it strange that, that yeah, Bobby Robinson, he was hesitant to do it too. Like he was hesitant right. to like, yeah, he was, he was like, I don't see a market for this. I think this is like, like selling toys to kids. Like it's a fashion that's going to go out of style soon. So I don't want to put all my ducks in, in a, in, in, in a, or all my chicken or eggs in a basket. I want to like be cautious with this, but this is, this art form was exploding that people would be in the streets rapping. And, and even his daughter was like, no, I'm writing rhymes because I, I, I like this, uh, this musical style. So he mm-hmm. didn't see the magic in it. He just happened to know like there was a business to it. And I, I, I don't know if this, uh, this record store exists anymore because you know record stores are have kind of died out unfortunately true true bobby's happy house it was uh, next to the apollo too which was convenient for yeah them. the apollo theater okay what acts have played at the apollo theater i don't know if you know this so i'm just i'm looking it up right now let's find out let's see uh, uh not Apollo 13, Theater, NYC. 
Legends for sure. Famous Comedians, guys. musicians. Oh, so this is this is pretty much like um, Madison Square Garden of like Harlem. Big time. Ah, uh, I see. Wow. Big names would come here then. Whoa. Oh, yeah. From way back when. 1913. Yep. yep. African-American pop. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So this guy. So this guy knew his. He, he knew business well. It's oh, yeah. all. It's something f- funny, too, that this guy would also supply the same exact like uh, records to to. In the comic, there is there's a part where Grandmaster Flash and the the brothers Disco and the Funky Four MCs they would get in a, in huge fights because they're like, no, that you just stole my again piracy. I want to talk about piracy for a second or two. Yeah, it people would steal. Well, it's not even stealing because like Bobby Robinson would just be like, no, you want to buy this this jazz album here? You can buy this jazz album. Oh, you want to buy the jazz album too? You can buy it. And people would have the same ideas like, oh, let's let's use the base of uh, the ba- the track for this from this record and then rap on top of it. But people would already have like, let's say like the the Grandmaster Flash already had that that music all uh, made and played out. So people are like, wait, that's that's our song. You can't steal that. They're like, no, no, we made that song first. There was a lot of like a. Oh, maybe maybe I'm thinking Bobby Robinson didn't know what he was doing. He was just selling it. And he's like, whatever. I don't I don't know what's going on. True, true. Piracy back then was humongous, too. Like you can get any any like uh, you can get any any record and be like, yeah, I'm going to make a song on top of this. But coincidentally, the same person thought of the same the same thing with different lyrics. Yeah, well, you got at- uh-huh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Adding to that, I remember this is a little bit later down the line, but page 62 mentions um, how bootleg recordings were a thing. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of like sampling. And they even said that the bootleg recordings would go viral in that day. (laughs) It's and that's the that's what I'm um, I'm curious about. Like some people would get the recording done like in like like I said, they would get the recording done in a park and then somehow all these people in Harlem had the record of said recording and like, you know, they could hear the party going and stuff like that. And how, okay. How are records made? I know they're, they're printed on, but how can people make them that fast? It's a process. Yeah. It has to be. And also there was a lot of beef with, I'm reading too, that there was a lot of beef between all these MCs too. Like, Everyone wanted to be the top dog, as as you know, like every rock star, every rap artist, they they always want to be the top dog. But these sometimes these got in these guys, these guys got a little uh, a little violent. Like it was a lot of stabbings and shooting. Like I think um, Coke LaRock got shot once or twice but, but before. I don't know if it was if it's gang related or if it was just um, beef with another uh, another uh, another uh, uh, hip hop group. I believe so. Yeah. Did you also? Okay. <laughs> this to me was amazing. But I, I I had no clue that rock actually had a humongous influence in in hip hop too because you know uh, punk music came out of the seventies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these emerging punk stars that would get like that would become world famous one of these days also brought brought on like hip hop groups to open for them like uh, Blondie 
like Debbie Harry, Debbie Harry is talked about a lot in this, this, uh, in this comic. I didn't know how much she did for the hip hop community. I, I mean, and yes, Blondie before heart of glass was a punk band. You're it was right. only when heart, it only it was only when that heart of glass came out where they were like oh no they're disco and it's like no 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 no, 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 no. don't get it messed up blondie was right. definitely a punk a pl- punk band and so was the clash they would also bring out hip hop groups too like i mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. blondie was the one who brought on um uh the fantastic 4 plus no they're not called the fantastic 4 um what were they called the fabulous 4 plus yeah the fabulous 4 plus 1 they were the ones who got brought on to SNL because of Debbie Harris. Like she or Debbie Harry, she was the one who brought her mom. She's like, no, I, I think these guys have something that the world needs to see. And so like when hip hop got televised, it's like, okay, it was, it was an end game from there. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm seeing, I'm happy to see that rock was in, in also included in this, in this, uh, in this comic. Cause it felt like, drinking a really fine glass of wine and then drinking a water chaser afterwards. And it just feels so refreshing to see like, like I, you know, I love the clash. I love Blondie. I love the Ramones and all that, all those punk yeah. bands that came up. And uh, I just wonder, like, I know black flag didn't really have anything to do with them just because, you know, they were a little more like on the, we're the best fuck other, all, all other genres of music, but I'm glad to see that they got, they got included into this. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to like add? I think I cut you off somewhere. Oh, no worries. Um, I really like how on page 34, you can notice that Freddie Fab Five brings Blondie to a hip hop show, introduces her to that hip hop culture. And uh, she does mention how hip hop and art is similar to the punk rock movement. I, I think it was it was like. An accident waiting to happen. Like a good accident, a positive accident, because uh, to me, this is this is a little odd topic. It's like to me, I think humans were created by accident, like a like a perfect accident in a petri dish. And I think it was the same the oh. same thing. Like, I mean, to me, I think that we were we we humans were created as like uh, as a uh, I know you know there's there's there was a bunch of like meteorites that it would that would strike Earth. And it happened to create like water and carbon and, and uh, the elements that create a human. So I think it was a perfect accident waiting to happen. And I think the 1970s was that perfect accident too, where like music that. would just, would just be, would just explode into this, this monolith of, of what it was before. Like, and, and then like in the 1950s, it was, it, it was good, but it wasn't like the 1970s. Same thing with art. Like Andy Warhol was, uh, is mentioned in this as well. Like his art was different. Than, a re- than renaissance art does that make sense yeah i like the way you put it like it, it, you noticed at least for this era like i feel like everything was grassroots roots it wasn't forced and uh it just felt so natural and they just kind of kept on building on top of their ideas to get to the next level and you you've seen like movies of the era too right like i think a lot of what the night why the 1970s was so influential for art in general is because nobody did it before people were making stupidly strange movies that they're they're all experimental and i think with hip-hop like you said it's all grassroots so they're like 
if it works great, if it doesn't, okay, we'll try something different. And everyone was like, all the ideas were brand new at the time. I'm thinking like, uh, I, on an, on an older episode, I watched, um, uh, what is the movie called? Uh, the Holy mountain. It was a 1970s film. It's hard to follow. It has something to do with like the book of Genesis, I think. And it, it's, it's the same thing. Like it was an experimental film that this guy was just like, Hey, I'm going to try it out. If it works it, great. If it doesn't great, but I'm glad that I'm glad to see that th- th- it was all mentioned too. At, and you know, in the same book, not the, the movie part, but the, uh, the, the music and how it would change over time. Like it, it I do, I did, I did read later on in the, in the comic that the fun did get sucked out of it when these guys, when all these people were going into uh record labels like they're not the enemy but sugar hill records apparently did kill the fun for a lot of these guys yeah i have a story for that by the way go on so speaking of sugar hill records we i I used to go as a youngster youngster to a lot of local record shops and every vinyl pressing everything i saw in the bottom of the hip hop collection had a lot of uh, sugar Hill records related material. So I do see that logo all the time and it for sure stands out. It seems that like sugar Hill records, uh, what was her name? Uh, Sylvia Robinson, Sylvia Robinson. I, it seems that Sylvia Robinson also knew like what she was doing. Like, Hey, I see this act. They have, they have a knack for something that I don't have right now. I want to take that act and make it explode. But she was also kind of ter- not tyrannical. Again, I'm only getting this information from what I'm reading from the comic. So it it might all be like biased or false. But she had a tight grip on all these artists, too. Like, I, I understand that she wanted to. Li- I mean, that that's what record labels are all about. Like, if, if, if a person's like if, a, if an artist is unhappy and they're like, you know what? Suck it up. Like, you're, you're getting a bunch of money off of this. So who, who gives a shit what you what you want? It's what I want. And it's what I want to hear. Uh, and mm-hmm. oh, sorry, I, you were you were saying with uh, with Sugar Hill Records. Oh, another point. Um, just off the top, page fifty eight yeah. mentions that Sylvia was able to make money moves and deals. She literally paid ten thousand to Bobby Robinson to get people out of his Enjoy Records label, and uh, they joined her label. Also, in on in her label, like a lot of these people exploded in popularity too, like. Uh, if you're listening to like uh, Grandmaster Flash, they looked way different than they did when they first started. They had that like, it's not disrespectful whatsoever, but they had that village people look. You know what I mean? True, true. Yeah, it, I don't, it's like you know, it helps them stand out. Like, hey, we we look like a a mismatched, like Mad Max looking like group that 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 rap about hit rap about like uh the life and times of New York. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense with how you look, but okay. It caught my attention. Exactly. Dude, the buyout must've been crazy too. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading right. here. Too, I'm reading here too, that, uh, that Sylvia Robinson created her own gold records and plaques to give to the artists to be like, Oh yeah, you totally won. Uh, like, like, uh, like you, you sold, you sold so many records that they gave you, uh, they, they, they pressed, they pressed a, a gold, a gold uh 
record of your thing. And they're, they, these artists didn't know any better. They're like, oh, sweet. I got a Golden Globe for, for my Good music. Point. And she's like, she's like, yep, totally. Now get out. True. Good point. Man, it's, it's wild to see where, where hip hop has, has come from, where it used to be. Do you think it was more friendly back then? Like versus what it is now? I really think the beginnings of hip hop really embraced that Africa Pambada type of style. Instead of competing in the streets through violence, they kind of more focused on, um, a, you know, laid back or like a, a really nice rap style, peace, love, unity, respect. But, uh, you know, times change for sure with the culture. There, there was those rap battles that would kind of settle the score for a lot of these guys, too. Good point. Yep. What did you think of that? Yeah, interestingly enough, towards the end of this first volume, they would have like rap contests and they would like settle the beef, settle the score, see who comes out on top. And I like that. It's kind of healthy competition. Um, interesting to see that maybe that was the beginnings of battle rap. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it. <laughs> I'm reading uh, some of the rap, uh, the rap battles. They were just, they're not, it wasn't disrespectful whatsoever. And it wasn't full of cursing. It was very clean, but the point was, was put across like, Hey, you suck. I rock deal with it. And people would just go, 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 go crazy for, 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 uh, for this music. And I'm, I'm seeing this part too. Harlem world was humongous. I guess Harlem world was a, a, um, a, like a venue. Am I right on that? I think so. And they had like a thousand dollar like tournament or like battle, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, because I've been to Harlem only once and I was like half asleep when I was doing it. But I don't remember seeing Harlem World. I don't know if it exists anymore. But now reading this, I'm kind of like, oh man, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to go back to New York and go see if I can find all these things that Ed Pisker was talking about. Like, uh, go to see Harlem world or, 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 uh, Bobby Robinson's happy records. I, again, I don't know if they exist. And I don't know if like these, the, like people, I don't know, they made them like a strip mall at that point, but mm -hmm. I'm seeing all these landmarks in New York and like, I'm recognizing only a few of them. Also, there's, <laughs> they also talk about soul train as well. And, uh, great point. <clears throat> you keep talking about African bombada. I know he's a person in this comic, but can you give me an can you give me a rundown of who he was? Yeah, sure thing. I just remember that specific name from the beginning of the comic, uh -huh. but that's the name that kind of like I remembered from the seventies on. So let me actually see more into this artist. We're we're learning and leveling up together. <laughs> yes, thank goodness he's the one teaching me and and helping me learn. He's my tutor. Learning and earning. <laughs> The originator of breakbeat DJing. So that's uh, one cool milestone from uh, this, this artist. Breakbeat DJing. Is it when it has like the, what does that mean? My For the audience who don't know. Yeah. My interpretation of breakbeat is kind of like, like a, like, like kind of like a music beat that uh, utilizes like the drum breaks, like sampling those old school funk drum breaks. That's kind of my version oh. of it. Oh, so he's the one who, who originated like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it like with this style. 
So he created that style is what you're saying. Safe to say yes. And also he was a part of the Zulu nation. That's the one thing I remember about him. What is Zulu nation? I, I didn't quite understand that part. Yeah. I thought it was like a, a group. It's a group. And that's what he was trying to, I guess, preach more towards the peace, love, unity, and having fun. That's one of his top songs too. And I'm from what I'm reading too, he never went into the record, the record world. Like he, he's like, you know what? I'm going to stick to, I'm going to stick to keeping this underground and I'm not going to go, go beyond this. I'm not going to go into like trying to get a bunch of money for this. I just want to keep it, you know, here in Harlem. I just want to make it fun for everybody else. I guess that's commendable. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, uh, oh, something I didn't mention. In Hip Hop Family Tree, it does talk about overarching stories between like individuals or in, in, uh, in, well, in this story, it talks a lot about, uh, the Fab Four and it also talks about Grandmaster Flash and his group. Um, they also talk about individuals that were important in the 70s, like, or important in the hip hop world. And they give them little tiny uh, story arcs too, like, hey, let's let them breathe into, breathe life into the story because they also added something to the hip hop. Um, hip hop community. Like they were talking about um, Jimmy Spicer who would do a lot of uh, story rhyming. So it would, he would talk about like, I don't know, like he would rhyme about like wizards, for example, or like, uh, like he was, he would put a lot of like fantasy in his rap rapping. And then it, it became, uh, it became more synonymous with like, Hey, in hip hop. Well, today for what I listen to, cause I, I the, the only artist that I know right now who does a lot of a lot of like storytelling in his rapping is like Kendrick Lamar. Like, um, what is that mm-hmm. fucking record? Uh, uh, Good Kids, Good Kid Mad City. That's the one. Yes. Hey. So the the I I think Kendrick Lamar is the reason I kind of got into more into hip hop because my I'm I'm a huge fan of like storytelling, and he's like, hey, sure. you really like you like storytelling. How about like you have this guy tell you an entire story like if you're if you're as if you're watching a movie I'm like I'm down and I heard it I'm like wow this is fucking good and it, it's yeah. uh who's who's another artist that that kind of does that can you help me can you help me on that sure thing yeah storytelling type of rappers hmm I think off the top of my head Tupac maybe just the lyrical wordplay in my opinion. Yeah. To be honest with you, I've I've only heard like one Tupac song. <laughs> I it's not that I don't I've never listened to hit uh to, to Tupac. It's just I think I've only listened to one of his like his his uh his songs that like thoroughly. But then other than that, I'm like I kind of hear him on the radio. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna change it, keep changing, keep changing. Like the main hits. Do not even the main hits. Like I like I said, I, it's, I've only listened to like one of his songs. I've I've heard like two Biggie songs, one Tupac song. Uh, who else was there in the era? Like uh, uh Wu Tang. I actually like Wu Tang. I've I've listened to a lot of their shit. Big fan. Yeah, seriously. Uh, NWA. I've heard a little bit of them, but not as much. And I've seen the, the the straight out of Compton. That's all I've all I know about NDA, NWA. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, actually, I need to rewatch those movies, the hip hop 
documentary or the hip hop um, inspired movies too. What's a movie that you can recommend to the audience? Ooh, like strictly hip hop. Yeah. It has to be strictly hip hop. If I have to go to the thinking cap, <laughs> mm, there is actually documentaries on YouTube that really capture what it was like during that time. Maybe I could link it in the description below. For sure. And if you, if you link it, I could put it up on the, um, on the, on the little blurb that I have for uh, every episode. Perfect. So I'm not only like I, I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yes. You, you pretty much are. I mean, you're a Twitch star, not a YouTuber, but a Twitch stars work fucking harder. Good From for you, buddy. Good for to you. another. Exactly. Oh, hey, yeah. Why not make a YouTube channel? Ooh, we're up to something. Hey, I mean, you you started Twitch uh, Twitch streaming. Why not give it a shot? Let's do it. Um, what else do I have in my notes? Uh, bottom line, we we it gets from the it gets from one part of the the first part of the story is again. It talks about how these, the, the upbringing of all these pioneers and it ends, well, at least this volume ends with the, the rise of MTV and where yes. it, it also gave a boost to, uh, not only radio gave a boost to hip hop, but yeah, like, like as a television. And then in the eight, in 1983, MTV became a, became a huge thing. So they're like, Hey, we need to make a, we need to make some, a lot of the artists were like, we need to make music videos because we want to be on this brand new channel that apparently is uh is making waves with a lot of a lot of teenagers and kids and some some adults. And mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, the volume one ends there. I have volume two. I just couldn't find a a uh, I couldn't find volume two for for good old youngster over here. Unfortunately, no but worries. Go ahead. Oh no worries. I'm probably gonna get it. You got me uh inspired and motivated <laughs> and elevated. <laughs> I, I thought like in this one, they would start talking about like people that I'm actually recognizing. Cause uh, I, from the guy who recommended it to me, he was saying that like, they go into beastie boy. They talk about run DMC. They talk about Wu-Tang clan, uh, NWA. They become like in, in, in the story and more, more, more Dr. Dre than NWA, but they get a humongous mention. <sighs> Man, it sucks. that It sucks that I couldn't find it on time. I was like, Oh, I, I really want to buy it. But I, 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 I got to read this and we got to make the episode like, cause I, I wanted, I wanted to give something, something special to the audience. Cause you know, you, you, my good sir, you're, you're just special. You're special for the show. Thank you. Thank oh, you for man. being on again. The, the feelings mutual. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately the, the, the comic ended there, but actually before we're running, cause we're kind of uh, running low on time. I wanted to dedicate this last part to you helping me is that possible it is very possible let's do it i want to start my hip-hop journey but i really don't know where to start because like i said i i don't listen to too much i haven't listened to too much tupac or 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 biggie or anything like that so what artists do you recommend that i start or look into Ooh. Home is where the heart is. So maybe you can kind of start with the West Coast, maybe uh, down the Bay Area. But um, let me actually see. I have like a, a top five. Maybe I can give you my top five or Mount Rushmore. Please. I think maybe this will be an honorable mention because we both like this group, the Wu-Tang Clan. So I'll leave Fuck it out yeah. there. Fuck yeah, dude. Legendary group. 
you know, you can't go wrong with Kung Fu and hip hop. And I think that's the big reason I, I was into like my, again, my, the same friend was like, Hey, uh, you like Kung Fu movies. I'm like, I fucking love them. You like martial arts. I love them. I love them to death. And they're like, Hey, do you want to listen to a rap group that raps on top of, uh, music samples from old Kung Fu films? And I'm like, that's a thing. They're like, yeah, they're the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, oh, I've heard the name before. I never, never once like decided to listen to them. Let's give them a shot. And then I, I, we were watching the movie where the, the song was, was, was sampled from. And then we, we listened to like the, uh, the art of chess boxing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so fucking good. Oh man. Legendary Wu-Tang man. Wu-Tang. Did you know they made a game for the PlayStation one? I have the copy. Maybe I'll show it out Shut. for another episode. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Let me see who I used. The Wu-Tang Clan PS1 game. Yeah, I was a big fan. I uh, used to main. It was called Shaolin Style. I was a Ghostface Killer main. Jesus Christ. Dude, wait. Did you buy it back then or did you recently buy it? Because that game's expensive. Oh, I wouldn't have thought. Well, actually, I got it when I was a youngster, youngster. So maybe we should bring that back for a, a collaboration stream. Maybe. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd love to play the Wu-Tang Clan game. Wait, okay. Did you have the, did you get it brand new? I don't remember the story, the lore behind it, but I do end up, I ended up getting a copy. It's in my room, surprisingly enough. Oh, that's fucking wild, dude. Okay. Right. Yeah, I I do need to go wherever the hell you're go you're at, and I gotta I gotta actually sit down and play this because that is that's awesome. And you you said you main so like you like fighting games, huh? Yes, I believe that arcade fighting game culture kind of has a connection with hip hop, and I think that would be a really cool feature or next episode too. Arcades, arcades and the hip hop. Damn, dude, you're you're coming out with all, dude. Be my manager. You got you got like all these cool ideas. So many ideas, such little time, but we're gonna Seriously. keep on rocking and rhyming. So who's who else besides the Wu Tang Clan do you recommend to me? You're you got. I don't know if Wu Tang Clan counts as your top five, but who do you count in your top five? I would say, ooh, just from different eras and generations. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't go wrong with. Snoop Dogg, that really laid okay. back West Coast style. Um, the maybe guy you someone, always want to smoke to. Yeah. Right, right. Songs to smoke to, allegedly. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'm a youngster. Stay off of drugs, um, dude. It's not worth it. It makes you look like me. Don't worry. No worries. The next one I would go with is NAS, Nas. Really good okay. rhyming. So that's two for two. Two for two. Nas, I've heard about. I think, I think, no, yeah, I think my, my friend recommended me Nas, but I was just like, I'll give him a shot later. I'm busy with Wu-Tang. Right, right. Occupied and not Lil Nas X. That's for another story. Oh, oh, wait, who the hell's Lil Nas X again? Uh, he's a popular rapper from like these days, artists, but you know, a different strokes for different folks, right? Oh, he's the one who made the, uh, the cowboy song. Yep, you got that. Okay, gotcha. I know who he is now. But continue on. This one has a very special place in my heart. So this is an honorary mention. This is a a tribe called Quest. Ah, 
I have heard of them before. I have not yet listened to them. A tribe called Quest. I'm writing these down, by the way. Oh yeah, I need to catch up on these artists as well. So this is refreshing. <laughs> Two more artists. Okay, I would have to go with maybe um, a more recent rapper or hip hop artist. Um, just just cause I, I would say J Cole. J Cole is pretty good. J Cole. J Cole. That name's familiar. What songs is so he that made? one? J Cole did a song uh, or had an album called Forest Hills Drive. What's That's one of his like, more popular one of my favorites. songs? Uh, 1985 Change. Um, no role models. Wet dreams. Middle child. Huh. I. I. He's radio famous, huh? Based in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Hip hop spreads in North Carolina. Right. Jesus. <laughs> Who would have thought. <laughs> One more. Maybe I should throw some love to the female artists, you know? Please. We gotta we gotta keep it we gotta keep it uh lo- loving in here. We gotta give love to everybody out there. Oh yeah. So from that side of town, I would have to go with off the top, just because this person has a very special place in my heart, um, Missy Elliott. Okay, my girlfriend loves loves Missy Elliott. Same energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout I out to, see why. Shout out to the lady. <laughs> Are there any honorable mentions that you sh- that you wanted to go into, too? Like, you just, like, rapid fire them, like, oh, here, 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 here. For me, like, my Mount Rushmore, or at least honorable mentions, would be DMX... Yeah. Nipsey Hustle. I had two more in my back pocket. Let me see which ones they were. Rest in peace, DMX. Jesus Christ. Right. Effort. Right. Absol. And the last one, um, maybe for this generation, uh, Joyner Lucas. That one's um arguable, but I like him. Joyner Lucas. Never heard of him. All right. More, definitely more mainstream. Yeah, definitely gonna check these guys out. Are there any rap artists that you that you should that you recommend that I avoid? Ooh, I'd say anything goes with hip hop these days. And it's really cool to see that different genres are actually interconnected with the hip hop world, the universe, the culture. So maybe you're just saying like, it's, it's probably best if we, if I, if I go check them out myself and be like, "Mm, yes, mm, no. Yes. And then maybe you can throw it back one time to me. So that way I can kind of see what the other sounds are out there. Are like, are you a fan of? I mean, this is a I'm this is a metalhead asking a, a hip hop head. Are you a fan of what hip where hip hop is going now with like the that like that that style of like mumble rapping? I'm not opposed to it, and actually, yeah, I kind of see a kind of punk rock or like metal or like that type of energy in in this um, genre now. Yeah, I can kind of see that. So, like with Machine Gun Kelly and uh, what's his fucking name? Oh, Ice T. Ice T has a fucking metal band that I saw live. I was like, oh my god, it's Ice T. Cool, right? Like, who would have thought? Yeah, seriously, I was like, wait, I see. What are you doing at like, th- like this this show that that play was playing with like Black Sabbath? I'm like, okay, that's cool, whatever. It works out. <laughs> um, take it. I, seriously, um, is there anybody 
now we had we talked about the uh, the the big time because the, the the people I should have like the, the the quintessential people that I should listen to. Give me some smaller smaller time people, maybe some people from the twi- from Twitch or maybe some underground artists that I want to get into because I know you know those people and that's that's why like you are you were the king of that 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 stuff. Who are the underground people that you want to shout out or you, that I should probably check out too? Like I listened to some at Joe Cella and I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah, maybe oh, like the the local heroes or just anything that's more like not beyond mainstream or outside of the mainstream. Anybody you recommend that I, I should go into? Like I know the quintessentials are 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 in my back pocket, like Wu Tang, uh, Tribe Called Quest. But who do you recommend out of like the people that you've met so far that that the people on this this show should listen to? At least give it a try. Oh, let's give it a try. Let me uh. Let me go at the bat. I think for me, just personally, from the radio station days as a youngster in college, um, I rem- I recommend MF Doom. If you're familiar with MF Doom, oh yeah, he's he's the guy with the um the the Doctor Doom mask, right? Yes, and yes, that person really had an impact in my life. Like that that type of sound, the whole artistry with like the hip hop and comic book kind of references. I like that a lot. Oh, he's a, he's a comic book fan. I would say so. Yeah. So maybe we oh. could have started with that. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, oh, that's awesome. I Wait, think so that I would thought... be, Go that ahead. would be your style for sure. Damn. Okay. MF doom. That's cool. With, Okay, you got me. You had me at comic book style, so that's okay. That's that's cool. You, first of all, Wu Tang. Now I got MF Doom, but I thought MF Doom was was mainstream. I I think kind of stays true to his style, and uh-huh. I think um I think it, I mean I think one can argue that it, it's kind of have it's kind of had like a really um honest sound. You know, it's it's totally MF Doom that type of style. So I would argue that yeah, go check it out. MF Doom. Fuck yeah, dude. Anybody else you can recommend to me? Comic book lover. And honestly, one of my favorite rappers from this current generation, Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry. <laughs> Funny name. Right. Denzel Curry. I just had Curry too. So that works out. <laughs> but why do you recommend him over, I don't know, some somebody else? I really like the triplet flow. I like the South Florida style. Also has a lot of influence from whether it be anime, manga, ooh, you know, comic ooh. book references. That's my style right now. I co-sign it. <laughs> oh man. I, I I mean, I didn't know. Like, I mean, I of course artists do that all the time, but I didn't know there was like a lot of like rappers who were like, yeah, let's. Let's go into let's 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 take hip hop into anime and let's take hip hop into comic books. That you had me there. You got me there. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I actually like my heart skipped a little, so I got really excited for that. Mine too. <laughs> and Thank the last you. question, the last question I got to ask you is, uh, do you have a playlist that you always turn to when you need like inspiration to either work out or or do do a creative project or anything like that? I sure do. Yeah. I have a, a little secret playlist, but if anything secrets out without a doubt, I'll, I'll send it your way for sure. Sure, man. And I'll post it on the, on the, the Twitter or the Instagram. I'll post it on everything. Heck yeah. Are Let's there, do it, man. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm uh, dude. Joseph, thank you so much for being on this show, by the way. I, it's, 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 
it's fun. I, I really like talking to you. You're really easy to talk to. Happy to have you on, man. Yeah, the feeling is mutual and let's keep on leveling up and uh, wouldn't mind running it back and uh, bringing a few snacks, music snacks. <laughs> the, the, give this guy an award, man. He The whole time, he could... He has that style, man. He has that style. But anyways, I got to end the episode here. Unfortunately, Youngster, thank you so much for being being on the show once again. Is there anything you want to plug on your end? Any Anything that you want to, that you're going to do sometime soon? So Joseph does no self-promo, but can I do a little ad reel or ad spot for your channel? Fuck yeah, dude. All right. It goes like this, okay? One take. you want to level up your day and don't know how well dazed and disturbs got the job tune into their channel or i will ban myself and let's keep on leveling up oh 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 don't don't uh, thank uh, hey editor uh paul do me a favor cut that and use that like for everything from now on if you need a promo use use that it sounds better than the promos i've made so far i like that where can we find you, by the way? Um, you can find me on your next stream, your next broadcast podcast. Um, I just stream on Twitch. I'm just here to help a thousand people by the end of 2021. How many people have you helped so far? Are we, are we at a thousand yet? Have we, have we met our goal yet? I'm not the type to keep track. I know that we are well past a thousand, but that motivates me to keep on going. Paul, can you add a, uh, an applause track right now? Like right here. Uh, okay, stop. That's that's enough. Stop. Okay, thank you. And so, twit, Twitter, any anything we we can find you at? How do we talk to you? Because I I'm pretty sure that my my audience is going to want to be like, hey, you're cool. How can I be your friend? You guys are cool. Um, you can reach out to me at youngster Joseph on t- you know Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, maybe uh maybe MySpace if we can bring that back. <laughs> Oh man, speaking of a blast in the past, here we are with MySpace. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening to the to Days and Disturbed. We are at Days and Disturbed Podcast at Twitter. I, I guess it's still Days and Disturbed number one because Twitter can't fit our entire name. We are Days and Disturbed Podcast at Instagram. That's 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 fully that's fully realized. Um, if you want to give us any more topic ideas messages at days podcast at gmail.com i'd love to hear what your suggestions are and thank you for showing us love throughout the whole 2021 we've gotten a few suggestions and some people are talking with me too and it's it's nice some people are trolling as well and it's freaking hilarious thank you so much for that most of those most of those uh uh what was it uh asiandating.com that's fucking awesome apparently i'm talking to a guy named dominic and we're having like a serious relationship that's amazing oh i know him <laughs> well, well then. tell dominic i'm so sorry but i'm i'm already spoken for apologies dominic if you're listening to this show if you somehow find out where who i really am i apologize i'd love to get to know you i'd love to buy you a coffee but i gotta tell you i'm spoken for baby boy all righty we're gonna end the episode here thank you so much for listening once more Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Joseph. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And 
Can you give the audience a good kiss? A, a little, a little kiss, a little peck. Oh wow, that's that's whew, gee, that, that's a little spicy for the wow, that's a little spicy for the show. God damn, boy, god damn. I love spice. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Have a good day, man. Cheers. Silver Tongue Audio.